Thank you for joining us this evening. I'm Chester Snowball. And I'm Pepper M. Stick. Now, Pepper, we've got, frankly, a snow flurry of calls alleging a shocking Christmas discovery. That's right, Chester. It seems like a few extra cookies aren't the only thing that the Santas have been slipping past the workers. A new report from the Jingle Valley Authority has found that several tons of Holly Jolly Cheer have been siphoned off directly to private factories all across the North Pole, measuring several thousand Kringle Jewels. This, of course, is coming off the dire new report that alleges less than 10% of humans in the continental United States actually believe in Christmas. You know, every year, things seem to just roller coaster. On the one hand, we've got the brave employees at your local thrift store really passing out some heaping helpings of holiday happiness. Of course, they're gonna need it. A recent study found that 85% of real estate brokers and finance bros would rather spend the holidays on a yacht than around the Yule Log. With the northern lights looking dimmer and dimmer each year, you've really gotta wonder what Santa could possibly need all this power for. Many suspect it may have something to do with the sudden spike in Christmas angel appearances all across New York City this past year. Cosmic powers over reality ain't cheap, Chester. No, they most certainly are not. We've received word that Mrs. Miracle herself has rephased with our reality to meet with several Santas on multiple occasions this past year. We'll bring you more on this developing story as it becomes available, but for now, we'll turn it over to the only communist Christmas podcast, The Mistletoe Secret, for some more background information. Trey? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am a full year of Hallmark movies, Trey Flitnicki. And I am the person at Hallmark in charge of ironing red and green sweaters, Daniel Kunkel. 2014's over. Uh, Get Daniel, out your scissors and your tapes. It's time to wrap it up. It's time to wrap it up. What did you do? What was one, what was one part of 2014 uh, in your life that really stood out to you? We have been doing this season since November. Yeah. No, no, no. Meaning in your life. Right. I'm saying since November, we have been on 2014. Oh, do you mean like Correct. the year 2014? Like the year 2014. Oh my God. I don't know. Think 20- about where you were. 2014, I would have been starting, uh, starting looking at colleges, actually. Mm-hmm. I think I started like a, I started like a year before my senior year. Um, and I started college in 2016. So 2014, I would have just started looking for, for schools. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think. I was in the Nutcracker in 2014. Oh, wonderful. I, was, I just talked about this, but I, I would like to reiterate that I was in the ballet, the Nutcracker, when I was 17 years old. Uh, om- almost 18. Yeah, I guess that's really... I, I also lived with my grandma. She, cool. she broke her hip when I lived oh. with her. That's tough. I guess those are those are top two. Those are my top two 2014 moments. So that, so that kind of sucked, but uh... and, and this wraps up 2014 moments with Trey Plantnicki, Nutcracker, and I feel hip. like every year we try to find something fun that happened, but we're just at the point where the world just kind of started to suck. At that point, no, like since 2010. Oh, okay. But I, I don't know. I feel like because we, we tried it with 2013 and the first one was like, oh, major economic decline led to several <laughs> thousand unemployed and homeless. It was like, oh, well, this isn't 
That's not funny. How how soon until we get a Hallmark movie where the main character is a social media manager? Oh, God. We already got it. We got it like in 2011 or something. Wait, what? No. Didn't we? I what is, Cite I, your sources. Look, we'll know we've made it when one of them is like, oh, yeah, I'm on Vine. That's how we know that we're like way <laughs> deep in it. Um, we got some connections. I think some of these, I think we're just like locked in stone on. For sure. And there's a so, couple that maybe we've got some discussiones to do. What we're going to do is we're going to, what we usually do for these wrap-ups is uh, we uh, gather up the connections that we talked about at the end of every episode of yep. this of every film from this year, uh, 2014, and we share the connections with each other. We probably don't remember it. I probably said something crazy in so the midst much. of them. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> and this was a pretty split year, actually. I think. I think we both had some equally insane, kind of distant thoughts. Yeah. Um. So, and then we talk to each other, and then we say, "Is it canon or is it not canon? Do we do we take it into the HCU or do we not? Are we More shooting it out not, of the canon? We will, we will take it into the H. Yeah, it's either canon or canon. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. Well, I just I think uh, I think I'll just start off off strong. We had one starry Christmas. This was our very very first film. Uh, took the bold step of having a woman in a red jacket and a man in a green flannel. This it's one was the other about, way around. Usually it is. Usually it's a bit more bold. This one uh, it had a woman who was visiting her business boyfriend, but she met a nice cowboy whose family uh, kind of took her in when her car broke down. Wow, this was the f- wow. This was yes. Wait, hold on. She's oh an my astronomy God. professor. Trey, do you remember that? No, I completely forgot that part. So um, this one, the main theory that we brought up, you got very attached to Mark Zuckerberg early on <laughs> in 2014. <laughs> Yes. I recently brought him up, didn't I not? You did. This I had forgotten your your one starry Christmas theory, and it's just excellent. Uh, your theory was that Mark Zuckerberg, for his own goals, he is not a part of the of the Department <laughs> okay. of Homeland Security or Santa uh-huh. and the Angels. Your theory for was sure. that he used Facebook anonymously to set up business boys and Christmas girls to disrupt the flow of capitalism a little bit. Wait, so, okay, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, disrupt the, why would Mark, okay, okay hold You on. were just like, you were like, he he uses Facebook to connect, because we, we couldn't figure out how these business boys and Christmas girls keep meeting. But let me talk about Mark Zuckerberg. Mark, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, um, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 there was something, I so like, there are times where I'm like, I don't get it, mm-hmm. and and I share them very passionately with my girlfriend <laughs> where it's like, hi, how these two people have literally nothing in common. Why and how did they get together and how did they get on more than one date? And I think this was one of the times where I, I went on a long rant about how these two people would get together. Yes, um, you, and you talked for about five minutes about this, in fact. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> that's so disheartening to know um yeah so th- that is my that is my thing and i and i believe i said that mark zuckerberg was influencing their algorithm or whatever and connecting people in that way to disrupt no disrupt Sa- not disrupt capitalism disrupt santa's process to yes. get to um uh, mark zuckerberg is working with business boys to uh infect christmas girls yes Great. 
Canon, not Canon. You know, when you brought it up to me where I was talking about Mark Zuckerberg a lot, I was like, get that out of here. I just, I can't have that in my, in my safe space. Um, but then I was like, oh, Mark Zuckerberg's a villain. He's somebody that is thwarted in every single movie. Canon. <laughs> Um, wonderful. Uh, the nine lives of Christmas. Uh, this is a cute little movie about some Christmas kitties. Uh, this had, I think maybe still my two favorite actors in it. I think these two really knocked it out of the park. Brandon Routh and Kimberly Sustad, I think were just wonderful together. It was a, it was a firehouse movie. Yep. So he was a firefighter. Uh, he took in a, a little bitty kitty. Um, little and kitty. little kitty and Kimberly Suzette had her own little kitty and she was training to be a vet and they just fell in love. Um, cause he kept going to the pet store. Um, your theory <laughs> for this was a most importantly, the triple Zuck. We had a, th- a third mention of Facebook in this movie. Um, <laughs> And okay, we, I was really on Facebook. Jesus. You were, I had forgotten how much you were going after Mark Zuckerberg in this Gee, early man, season. What was going um, on? Our main, our main kind of walk away from it. Uh, this wasn't really much of a connection, more just something to keep in mind when rewatching or looking to the future uh, is that Christmas kitties have their own goals. More often than not, though, they are uh, kind of on the side of Christmas cheer, but more because it'll put them in a comfortable uh, position in their own lives. I, I like this just because we really haven't, we don't really know what it means to be a Christmas kitty at the, at the moment. Uh, we have a ton of information on dogs, but not a lot on cats. So I want to keep it canon just because I, I want to, I want to see more cat movies so we can explore, uh, the, relationship between the cats and dogs of the hcu well i think the most uh, the scene that really sold me on it when i was listening back to the episode was there's a scene where one of the kitties brandon routh's kitty gets um accosted by a dog and the dog's like barking up at the cat yeah and we described it more as a conversation the two were having where the christmas (laughs) dog was like you get your shit together you gotta get it handled gotta handle it like it's like it's a managerial position the christmas dog is in a managerial position exactly and the kitty was like "Mm, fine i guess i will which if you've ever owned a cat you will know is exactly how they respond um great so canon um so cookie cutter christmas this was the cookie cutter Christmas was where the two school teachers uh, couldn't get over themselves and they were fighting over uh, David Hayden Jones. Um, and <laughs> the, the uh, literally the only connection that I think we really liked was that Alan Thicke, who is in this movie, is his <laughs> same character from Let It Snow. He's that same executive type guy. This is just a year later. Let It Snow Alan- was a 2013 movie. Alan Thicke plays a uh, cookie judge. Yes. Um, and in in Let It Snow in 2013, he played a he he played like a some uh, the bo- the dad and boss of one yep. of the main characters who was trying to help renovate this ski resort. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can my or not favorite can. part? Can I talk about Let yeah, It Snow? Yeah, drop it. Uh, or yeah, not yeah. Let It Snow. Uh, can I talk about Cookie Cutter Christmas for a second? Yeah. Because I feel like there was a part of the movie we didn't get to talk a lot about in the episode, and I would like to reiterate something that happened in that episode okay. that <laughs> drove me crazy. She Okay, so she screwed up this competition so bad, 
right? Yeah. So the main our main character is in a cookie cookie uh, making competition, and she is not very good at the moment. <laughs> by by some miracle, she makes it through qualifiers or whatever. And when she finishes up baking this cookie, which was fine, BT dubs, um, she she realizes she is did a terrible job. She her hand her body head to toe covered in flour she goes home and she's still washing off flour yeah. from her hands yeah like she took her she took her crusty floury <laughs> hands home in the car like she was in somebody else's car she wasn't driving and she just took her weird flowery hands home yep that don't, was crazy don't know what to tell you uh canon not canon Can, uh canon I like it. Cannon, cannon, cannon. Uh, next up, maybe our most important movie of 2014. Oh, okay. North Pole. Oh, yeah. Very important. This gave us a ton of information about the North Pole. It is about a young elf played by Tiffany Thiessen, who she comes on. Oh, no, no, no. Played by Bailey Madison, who uh, comes down from the North Pole to try and spread some Christmas cheer. Uh, this is most famous for having just completely the wrong IMDb summary on it. Um, but we learned a ton. We learned about how Christmas magic translates into Christmas power in the North Pole. We learned that elves are centuries old at their at their like middle age. And um, yeah, we just got a ton, a ton of information about the uh, the more the more intricate nature of the North Pole itself. And I don't even think we need to have theories from that movie because, I mean, just by looking at my list that I'm going to share with you, Daniel, um, the events of North Pole severely influenced a lot of the theories yes, after North Pole. Absolutely. Uh, so. <laughs> I don't think there were I, there might I think there was one theory where I talked about how Santa Santa's knowledge is tied to a uh a information storehouse. Yes. Yeah. Where kind you can of a like walk super in computer thing. Yeah. Like you can walk in and peer through literally Santa's memory where he has every letter he's ever ever received on file. He has every naughty and nice thing that you did on file in your files and he can immediately access it so long as it's in that warehouse. Trey, you just describing that I think tells us maybe maybe more about what the Department of Homeland Security might want from Santa more than like to that disrupt sort of power. His, like that sort of power. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come back to that. That's not in the movie, but for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, here is the point where I think you can tell we started to go a little insane. Angels and Ornaments. This was a movie uh, which I quite enjoyed, actually. I had forgotten how much I liked this one. Um, but this was about a woman who wished for true love, and she was helped out by a man named Harold. Do you remember Harold at all? Oh, I remember liking this one. This one was actually quite, quite good. Uh, Harold is a is an angel. He's a Christmas angel. He comes down to help Corinne. And if he helps Corinne, then he is allowed to go to the next place, the place after. He does help Corinne find love. He gets to go be reunited with his wife, who died. And it is revealed that Harold is Corinne's grandfather. 
Oh, I called him knockoff Paul Rudd. Knockoff Paul Rudd a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So our theory that we kind of spun out from that was that I, I, by extension of these angels needing to complete a trial or a task to enter the afterlife, that Mrs. Miracle effectively has become the angel of death. And kind of, uh, I, we describe, or okay. I described it as like kind of an Anubis stand in, like kind of a judge of the dead kind of thing. Um, because she does decide who gets to go in and out of the afterlife in the Hallmark universe. Yeah. 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 You've talked about this a lot. I think that was the clearest you've, you've explained it. Probably. Where she, she, because she has this power i mean we'll get to a later theory which is one of our most recent theories where i explained that someone one of the main characters just got into a car crash and has been in a coma for weeks um but no if it is literally like it's kind of like slave labor yeah what mrs miracle is doing where it's like you your life is dependent on you doing this thing for me that uh that I could do myself but I'm kind of busy right now like your honest and, to god eternal life yeah is at the whim of mrs miracle yeah she's kind of an uh, not an anti-hero i think she's just a a maybe more of a complicated figure than is often let on in these movies yeah i'm going to skip a royal christmas and come oh sorry canon not canon canon lovely i'm going to skip a royal christmas cuz that one i think we're going to need some do some work on, let's say. <laughs> okay. The Christmas Shepherd. That was the movie about the um, the little girl and the dad who needed to get over themselves because they stole a woman's dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, our main theory with that, you you have the first mention of the Christmas Wars, which is an honest to god deployment of American troops against the North Pole itself. I, you know. The dog movies do something to me, Daniel, the, where I, I spin place. out. I, I spin out. I um, think you made it quite a reasonable thing, though, where you said that the main character, so the, the main character, uh, she's a she's a children's book novel uh, writer, and her husband died, and the, there's this dog, Rusty, who was the husband's dog. It was their dog. Um, you posited that he brought the dog back from the North Pole as sort of a forest services rendered thing because he was a secret agent for Santa after his first deployment. And and he got terminated by the DHS. He was killed, yes, he was killed by the DHS, possibly the CIA. Yes. Um, I think, you, I think, I think it, you managed to save it a little bit in that episode. I did a good job. I <laughs> calm down. I, 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 <laughs> no, Trey no, no, no. is literally <laughs> sitting back in his chair with us, his microphone and a glass and his pinky is out. And he's like, I did a good job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Daniel's not like doing a bit. I'm that's no, that's a 100% the, the, what that he's is doing. what Daniel is seeing me do right now. Uh, no, I, that's definitely not one of the crazier ones I've spun. Like it's out, it's out there for sure that the U.S. is literally at at war, like 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 boots on the boots on turf at war with Santa Claus. Um, but I'd say that's canon. It could maybe be a recon thing. Like maybe it's not a full like deployment. Maybe it's like he was part of a secret task force that was sent to like. Because let's face it, you know where Santa is. Like it's not a it's not a mystery. 
Yeah, I mean, he's... Well, okay. And I compared it to, like, a Wakanda situation. Yes. Where it's, like, it's cloaked, so it is kind of a mystery. Mm-hmm. But, like, they know Santa Claus exists and has magic, so, like... Totally. Um, okay, so the last one that I listened back through, um, and maybe our hardest one to find a connection for. Okay. Because of me. It's my fault. Uh, I, will, I will own my mistakes here. A Royal Christmas, starring Lacey Chabert. Okay. She goes with her boyfriend, Leo, who is actually the Prince of Cordonia. Oh, yeah. Back and, home. Yeah, his name's not Leo. It's Leopold. And his, <laughs> his mom, Queen Isadora, Jane Seymour, is very mean. I mean the entire time. The entire no, no time. Redeeming quali- no redeeming qualities. No redeeming qualities at all. Um, and... Yeah, so pretty pretty basic movie. They they are in love. They finally get accepted by the queen, uh, and and I think the prince is a solid guy overall. And I think she is quite fun. They're really cute together. Um, the the theory I spiraled a bit because there is a point in the movie where the queen is reading the newspaper, and there is a article prominently displayed in the newspaper that says, "Are we alone in the universe?" <laughs> Which you, I spun you out have... to mean. <laughs> Yeah, you have been talking about aliens for yep. months. Uh, y- yep. Um, I'm willing to I'm willing to slightly recant my statement that they are okay. not aliens. Okay. But you uh you salvaged that theory I think pretty nicely by saying that um you know, we usually think of the guys as being working for Santa, but you actually posited that Lacey Chabert in this movie was a Christmas agent who went with went to Cordonia to kind of remind the queen about Christmas spirit. She was kind of a sleeper agent for Santa in that way. Okay. Um, I, I'm I, willing to take I, out the alien part of that theory. I think the rest of that uh, stands, stands quite nicely. I have no recollection of sa- even saying that. that. I mean, it was, it was like four months ago, probably. Yeah. <laughs> like three <laughs> months point, ago. Yeah. Um, oh my God. So, yeah, so I, I, I like the idea. I like this is kind of our first, like, besides Clementine, besides, like, some of the elves, um, this is our first, like, human female secret agent for Santa Claus. Usually they're dudes. So I like the diversity there. Does cool. that feel good I'd to say, you? Yeah, that feels good to me. I'd say canon. Yep, because she's very, she's very, canon. she's very Christmassy. She's all about the Christmas stuff. It, 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 it tracks, I think. And I think that's the only way to explain her patience with the mock. Good call. Very, <laughs> yeah. good, very valid point. Very valid. Yeah. Point. Um, Daniel, but, I got some movies for you. Drop it. Oh, do you want to take a quick thing and talk about the uh, the stats for this year? I completely forgot about the stats. Oh, yeah. You want to go over the stats? Yeah. Trey, it's a dry season. Oh, boy. Uh, if you are new to the show, welcome. We keep track of five major categories. Mistletoe kisses. Meet cutes, stinkers, dead spouses, business boys. Um, just to briefly get catch you up to speed on what each of those are. Mistletoe kiss is a kiss under a mistletoe. Uh, meet cutes are when uh, there are various rules that you could we- read on a our we- whoa. <laughs> there are various <laughs> rules you can read on our website about meet cutes. Um, that they have to fulfill all of those checks. Uh, there are stinkers, uh, where there are rules to be a stinker, uh, and it's usually a little boy. They're dead spouses, spouses that are dead. And then there are business boys, which are 
the evil business elite that plague Hall- Hallmark movies as their villains. Yes, absolutely. Mistletoe Kisses this year. I am sad to report no. Daniel, you know Mistletoe how disappointed kisses. I am in this. Not even so much as a joke Daniel, how about f- kissing under mistletoe. How far have we fallen? Hallmark movies used to whip out the mistletoe and dangle it just for sport and, and let the two characters kiss because it was fun. As if to say, like, we, these two characters can't have a sexual urge. They have to be lulled in by this, by this devilish lettuce. That Trey, it's been 19 movies since we have seen a mistletoe kiss. That's, cr- that's, that's like, that's criminal. And I'll tell you what, they're usually few and far between. Not like this. Not like this. Meat cutes even. The meat cute factory's dried up. We have two in this whole year. I might have to start thinking about amending the meat cute rules. I guess we have to, apparently. Um, stinkers, meanwhile, through the roof with these stinkers. We got eight stinkers That's this a, year. That and for reference. That is the most stinkers in a year that we've had since uh, 2010. That's more than 2013 and 2012 combined. Wow. Remarkable. Dead Spouses. Dead Spouses coming in strong this year, though. We have six Dead Spouses. Same as last year. Keeping those numbers strong, though. A lot from car accidents. A lot, a lot of, of car a lot accidents. Of good, a lot of good people died to car accidents this year. A lot of them. You hate to see it. Yeah, I hate to and see last, it. Last and certainly least, business boys <laughs> down from last year, but we're still at 13 business boys. That is an epidemic of business boys. <laughs> uh, like loss? Of two, still too many. I want to see that number hit zero. Yeah. I want them out of my movie. That is the second most, only next to... Um, Good Lord. <laughs> only next to uh, 2013. Yeah, that's a Good lot. God. Uh but there you have it. Those are the stats for this year. And let's get to the second half of our theories, Daniel. Wonderful. Christmas Under Wraps. Yep. Movie about doctor going to Alaska to, to remedy small town from ailment. There's a Santa in this movie. Mm, okay. And you said that this jank Santa goes to the towns that are Christmas named. It's a retired okay. Santa that only, it, like, exclusively goes to towns that are Christmas named. And that's his, that's his domain. Gotcha. Um, then we started talking about the Aurora Borealis. Mm, and how yes. every movie is a chapter in a book that tells the events of the powering of the Aurora Borealis. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And there's like a, there's like a, it, there's a, there's a, someone watching this, it's everything, Santa, right? everything like take place. I get, I mean, I guess maybe it could be like a post-apocalyptic fall from grace. Mm. Like sort of thing where it's like, I'm telling, I'm retelling the events of the good times. These gotcha. are, these yes. were the times you were missing, like that sort of thing. Um, canon? Yeah, yeah, canon. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we just we see it. Like clearly, we we pan out and we see 
this story on an ornament. Like, yeah. Yeah. Lock it in. One Christmas Eve. Yes. One Christmas Eve can only be described as that one episode of Community where Troy comes in <laughs> after bringing getting the pizza from downstairs and everything's on fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, this movie featured our first gunshot. Congratulations, Daniel. <laughs> Good God, did it. Uh, wow. Um, One Christmas Eve is about a family whose Christmas Eve goes horribly wrong after a dog gets involved. Yeah. Um, you said, so we're, we're still on the Aurora yeah. Borealis train. Yeah. Um, and because each movie tells a story of a net positive of happiness that powers the Aurora Borealis, Mm-hmm. We can the, the tragedy that happens to this family and these people must have a net positive to the Aurora Borealis somehow. I think specifically, right? We talked about the burning of a police yes. station that this dog does. Correct. So I have written down Santa curses this family to a to achieve oh that's it santa curses it sorry i can't read my own handwriting uh santa curses this family to achieve a net positive for the aurora borealis and santa intentionally set a police station on fire through his christmas dog through through his yes and and the dog in the movie is a christmas dog that's i mean that's canon baby canon? that's just that's the events that's just of the canon. movie that's just what happened um Mr. Miracle. Easy, because some of these are just like, well, that's just the movie. Yeah, we just we're just stating them. And this is the next one is one of them. Mr. Miracle is just the movie. Um, one of the more (laughs) one of one of the things that we talked about quite a bit was, uh, I mean, there's Mr. Miracle, and Mr. Miracle is uh, gives us so much information on Guardian Angels and uh, Christmas Angels and how they get their powers and yada yada yada. Yep. You positive that angels are tapping into the Aurora Borealis to gain new powers. Like they're getting more powerful over time because yes. like Mrs. Miracle wasn't able to do all this crap, you know? Um you then we then talked about um planal travel. Yep, sounds right. <laughs> and how there are many planes of of existence. Which again, because Mr. Miracle himself says which, there are multiple planes. Yes. He goes, which plane are you talking about? Crazy. Uh, that's canon because it is literally in the movie. Yeah. Uh, Christmas at Cartwright's. The story of a department store that... Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, <laughs> it's the story of a department store and Wallace Shawn's there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we find out in this movie that, uh, angels are working with Santa. That is, that is something that happens in the movie. Uh, while Sean yes. over and over as he's trying to help this woman is, um, oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, a woman dresses as Santa Claus and that's a bad thing. Uh, he con- is constantly on his burner phone talking with Santa about yes. getting getting things together or whatever. Um, yeah. San- you posited that Santa is using Nikki, who is our main character, as a surrogate Santa. 
to siphon money from Cartwrights in a way where she asks kids to, she tells kids that they want one thing when they actually want something else, but they tell kids that they want something that is in Santa's production line. What do you think? What are you, what are you feeling about that? I think it's like... Because uh, can I tell you, I didn't get a tingle when you said that. You didn't get a tingle? I don't think I got that excited, which is fine. They don't all have to be... Daniel. Global changing conspiracies. Kill the baby. Not canon. What are we offering up as a sacrifice then? I will wear a Santa hat for the next year and a half. <laughs> if, <laughs> if we say something uncanon, we have to punish ourselves. I thought we would just have to find a different theory. Nope. Daniel, be careful because if you say something not canon, you're going to have to drink a gallon of eggnog right now. Like on the on camera, and I will record it. I don't think we need the second half. I think the first half about, you know, there is a lot more connection between Santa and the okay. angels than we originally thought. I think that's completely canon. For sure. We didn't. We didn't. We always kind of considered them separate. But clearly here, at least one Santa is working with at least one angel. Yeah. And here's, and here's something I just came up with. If angels are siphoning power from the Aurora Borealis, there is... Uh, set incentive to ha have the angels work with Santa, who is the Aurora Borealis king. Yeah. So yeah. that's, I'll replace it with that instead of having to wear a Santa hat for a year Lock and a half. Lock that in. Yeah. Lock it in. But that Daniel. That's quite an incentive. Holy crap. The eggnog's coming. <laughs> um, Christmas secret. The only thing that I have written down is the steak cruise returns. Yes. Daniel, I think we need to, like, <laughs> we talk, we Chart talk, out big, the steak cruise. we talk big game about this steak cruise. So the first time, the first time the steak cruise was un unleashed was in love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. When was that? Um, was no, it before the, that? The seeds, the seeds for the, uh, for the steak cruise were planted at the love at the Thanksgiving okay. Day Parade. I think they were canonized, however, in, um, Oh, what was that damn movie? The movie that radicalized me? The movie that I think it was the movie that radicalized you. Yeah, actually. Um, Christmas Heart, is that it? Uh, sure. Where the guy the guy just wanted to make steaks. He said, "You're yeah, getting he a really steak." Just, yeah, no, he really no, wanted I'm, to make steaks. I ain't making you some chicken fillet. You're getting a steak, like that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just have written down steak cruise. We, we, we talked about the steak cruise for so long in that episode, Daniel. It's, I think we were just like, I can't, I can't be seen with this movie anymore. Yes. So the Christmas secret was really about a lucky necklace. Oh man, man. Oh man. It was about a lucky necklace, a car accident that happens on screen. Um, uh, while a heart attack happens, that's all. I mean, that's what we said. Canon. Stay cruise. Canon. <laughs> Stay cruise. Canon. Next one. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Stay cruise. Canon. Um, best Christmas party ever. It was the Illuminati. I said it was the Illuminati, and it was the. Yeah. It was that I said the boss was a Christmas angel, and she had gotten to a, a car accident on the way to work. And that's why she, and then she, that's how be, she became a Christmas angel. And uh, she, the reason why she's retiring is because she's in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I do not remember you saying any of that. And uh, a little behind the curtains, we recorded, we've recorded these last three episodes very close. Wait, you don't remember me saying that? No. Daniel, I spun a web for you. That Spin was... it for me again, then. Spin it for okay, me. Okay, okay. I'll rehash it. It's been it. days all for right, me, right. weeks for the audience. You bet, just, you bet. just spin it. The boss, okay? Petra of, of Petra's parties. Yes. Is, um, is uh, got into a car accident on the way to work. And she is a Christmas angel. And, her, and she is in a coma. And in order to yes. escape that coma, she needs to get the two main characters together to find their true purpose, to find his true purpose, because he does, I mean, he's trying to be an actor, but like, does he really want to be an actor? Like how good of an idea that is. But his true purpose is like party planning. Okay. So he, she, her goal is to find his ultimate purpose, which is party planning and to be with this woman who is, who is the executive. And the reason why she doesn't get the job because obviously she is so right for the job is because this is her Christmas angel task that she needs to fulfill. Um, and she's retiring because she is in a coma. Fantastic. Great. Fantastic. Canon. Canon. Uh, Instant canon. Illuminati. Canon. Piedmont. Yes, the other theory was that, yeah, Piedmont is a, uh, is a brokerage company in this movie. Uh, we posited that they are the Illuminati because they are being constantly referred to by one of their executives as the family. Canon. Cannon. Christmas parade. Last but certainly not least. I we literally just did this. What and I the fuck did we design? Already (laughs) forgot. Oh, he's Santa. He's he's the son of Claus. Uh so our main theory Beck's Beck's mom is a, a Mrs. Claus, therefore Beck is son of Claus. Yes, Beck is a uh, is a dude in a small town who is uh, trying to save a Christmas uh, or a, a children's art gallery uh, art space, and he is a son of Claus who finally comes into his own power by the end of this movie and manages to help save his wonderful art exhibit. It's brilliant, and that's canon. Canon, and we did once it once again. Once again, we do not. I don't have to drink a gallon of eggnog, and Trey doesn't oh, have to wear a Santa hat for God. a year and a half. And you know what? Yours is way worse. So <laughs> that's just a what the scripture gallon? said. No, I mean, it would suck for a bit, but you'd have to wear that hat everywhere for a year. Stop. Don't speak. Think about a year and a half of your life where every single day you had to wake up, take a quick shower. But if anybody sees you, you have to put your Santa hat on. <laughs> Nobody sees you. You don't. Take your shower, and you have to put on a Santa hat. No, I'd probably never nude it. I'd never take it off. <laughs> I Even in showering. It would it, become the grossest hat. I'd never take... No, ever. I'd shower in it. I, I'd never take it off. I'd shower in it. I'd wash it. Oh, okay. No, right, what would be okay. gross? The hair underneath the hat. Yes. I'm going to tell you... It's Okay, picture this, Daniel. Oh, don't make me. I I pitched a theory, okay? Okay. Not canon. Yeah. I have to wear the hat. Fast forward. Starting that instant, you have to wear that. that. I have to wear the hat. (laughs) Uh, I don't make the rules. Uh, It's fast forward. It it is, (laughs) it's August 2023. 
<laughs> okay. God, it's not a real year. Yeah. It's it's August 2023. I'm it's my last day to take the hat off. Okay. I I get my friends and family together because they're worried about me. I said it's for a podcast, and they say, What podcast? <laughs> um the, I take the I take the hat off. It's been safety pinned into my hair. The hair that has been safety pinned is permanently damaged. There's no coming back. The hair that I ha- that ha- the hair that rests underneath the hat is completely gone. The lack of sunlight to to the to uh, that my hat has blocked out has caused my hair to die out. Not enough vitamin D. Okay. Okay. I'm forced to put the hat back on. Okay. I'm an, I'm an official never nude. You've become the one thing you swore to destroy. Never nude. Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, Santa Claus. <laughs> well, we should probably turn it back over to... Uh, we've got Chester and Pepper on the other line. You're right. We need to be able to turn yeah, back this over is, to them. This has been a, a, a wonderful wrap-up. Um, Very fun. Daniel, Very fun. but Very I fun. think it is it is just about time for Chester. Uh, you can check out our website, mcuhcusecret.com, uh, mistletoesecret.com. You can also send us an email at mistletoesecret at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at hcusecret. Um. Yeah, I have been. Uh, I've been Daniel Kunkel, and I've been Trey Plutnicki, and let's slime that microphone right over to Chester. Chester, that's some powerful investment. I peaked my mic so bad. <laughs> Ready? Creepy. Here we go. That's some yeah. powerful investigative journalism those boys have going on over there. We'll see you next week for "Tis the Season for Love," where we'll finally answer the question. Does woman wear green sweater or does boy? In the meantime, I've been Chester Snowball. And I've been Pepper M. Stick. And I'm reminding you to stay jingling and stay jolly. Chester's the opposite of Trey, so he goes up when he says stay jingling and jolly. Oh, excellent. (laughs) Thank you for listening.